Hi, this is uh, Jens Bertel Esko. Uh, you're listening to the Nordic Football Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Nordic Football Podcast. Uh, great to be back for another episode and we are heading this week to a different part of Scandinavia or uh, the Nordics in general. We're in the Faroe Islands and we are here to talk to the manager of HB Torshaven. I hope I've got the pronunciation correct there. Um, the manager, the winning derby manager Jens Bertel Asku who joins us now uh, fresh after the derby win today against B36, a top-of-the-table clash. Uh, Jens, thank you so much for joining us on the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's been a great day. Not just for me, but for <laughs> at least half of Torsound. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we watched the game, actually, so we, you know, we, do, we, we have been following uh, Faroe Islands football a little bit in the last few weeks because there's been yeah. no football in, obviously, as you know, in in Norway, Sweden, you know, Denmark until yeah. just recently. Uh, so Faroe Islands has become quite a popular league um, of late. Tell us, firstly, let's start with the game. You you won the derby today. The season's just started um, and you are now top of the league after today's win. Uh, and just to anyone who's listening who doesn't uh, know the league that well, uh, yeah. the two league, the two teams are derby mm. rivals. I believe they share the same stadium as well. And so this, yeah, was a really, this was a really big game today and you won it 4-2. So yeah. uh, you must be feeling great and tell us about the game itself and everything. Yeah, of course. Of course, we're happy uh, right now. We've, we've been looking forward to the game. Both teams, both clubs have, uh, have had a good start of the season with four out of four wins. And uh, now today we, we, you know, we faced uh, until now our toughest opponent. And uh, I think that the, the game developed as we've, as we've anticipated with them being very direct and trying to, to bring a lot of balls, you know, in, into the box and then to, you know, to, to their strike and then play from there uh, with a lot, lot of set pieces also. And uh, where, where we have a, a different style where we try to create and use space uh, all around the pitch and, and move them, move them out of position. And uh, I think we started the game really well. And came were one nil up and should have been two nil up. Uh, before then, they suddenly got a penalty out of nothing and got back into the game. And then second half was was a bit of the same story. I was dominating and and creating most chances. And then suddenly they were two two one up on a on a counter attack. And then of course we had to, we had to keep calm and uh, and keep doing what we were doing because it was working. We 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 just needed a little bit more quality and then. Within a couple of minutes, uh, the momentum changed totally with us scoring two goals and then having a guy send off after a, after a nasty tackle, and then uh, and then we sealed it off, you know, in, in overtime. And it was it was it was a great feeling, you know, especially after after the four-two goal, uh, where we could just sit and enjoy the last couple of minutes. For sure, you, you had a it was yeah it was an up and down game and it was really um, yeah to be honest I've been quite impressed with the the level that I've seen so far in the Faroe Islands yeah. and I have to be honest this is the first like few yeah. t- first time I've really watched the league um, in the yeah. last sort of maybe month since the season began um, but I've been pretty impressed 
Uh, tell us about yeah. the standard of the of the league in general and your impressions yeah. because you joined the club in December 2019. So this is in your December, yeah. yeah. This is your first season. Um, what have yeah. been your impressions so far of Faroe Islands football? Yeah, well, of course, there's been many impressions and and everything has been new to me as well. I didn't know much about the team and the league when I came. Uh, but it was a it was a great opportunity for me first of all to to get a top team in you know early in my career yeah. uh, and, and and to 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 develop a team with a lot of focus on the attacking part of the football uh, and 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 build a team and a club rebuild a club you know to to fight for the championship which you know last season we we struggled and finished fourth I think fourth or fifth. Uh, and we had to rebuild. We lost a lot of experienced players at, at the start, you know, at the end of last season, and had to build up with with a lot of new sure. uh, players and a lot of young players too. And uh, I think I think we've come a, f- a long way. And it's you know it's been good for us to have that long and extra preseason because we've been able to work work on a lot of things and have and have and have a lot of time to to uh, to work on the on the little details of the game. And uh, as you said, you know, there, there are good players up here, uh, decent players, and uh, a lot of young players who definitely will be able to take it to the next level. Uh, I think I think it's it's not almost as organised, and there's a lot of bad tackles, which you know don't don't get the attention from the referees that they should so it means that it's very aggressive and very uh, physical but you also have you also have players who can play uh, football you know with with speed and, and and technical abilities and especially i think i think my squad has a lot of interesting young technical uh, players with with speed and stamina and aggressiveness uh, and they're learning every day, um, and it's it's been interesting to work with these players. I have I have players who I'm sure I'm sure will take it to to a, a level that's that's a lot higher than where they are right now. Sure, yeah. I mean, you're you're a young manager. You're 37, I believe. Um, is that correct? Yeah. And uh, you, yeah, that's, you know, that's correct. Your playing career, you you played for many teams, including Norwich City and the Premier in yeah. well in English football, which we'll talk about yeah. in a minute. Um, but firstly, I wanted to ask you. You know, you mentioned just there, you're, you know, um, you moved there in December, and you're a young coach. This is one of your first sort of major uh, managerial yeah. um, jobs. You were recently a Vendissel, I believe, before yeah. before that. Yeah. Um, you know, HB Torsov, and they're quite a big club in Faroe Islands. That historically they've won the league twenty three times. And you mentioned there, you know, last season they didn't finish so well. Um, what was the challenge, and how did you actually, how did the move come about for you? You know, what was the, yeah. how did you actually end up in the Faroe Islands, and what was, yeah. what attracted you, and that kind of, and what was, the, yeah. what's the expectations from the club maybe when you were joining? Yeah, well, that's, that's good questions, and uh, <laughs> a lot of people have asked me that, especially in Denmark, <laughs> yeah. because you know, in in Denmark, in Denmark. And in Danish football, we tend to not really, uh, you know, sometimes we look down on on the, the smaller Scandinavian football countries. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really know why, because I think in Denmark, if if all the bigger countries they looked down on us and didn't really rate us mm. and and respect us, we wouldn't be able to 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 go anywhere. Uh, and and you know, a lot of Danish players move move abroad and do well and yeah. has done over time. 
And uh, I think Faroe Islands is maybe the next uh, undiscovered and one of the few undiscovered countries with with players who are interest yeah. interesting for bigger countries. And I think with the with all the attention that we've had now, it's it kind of you know people start to realize that actually there are players up here who are really good and who would be who would be able to take it to the next level. And of course. There's there's a lot of you know there's a big gap from top to bottom, bottom uh, in terms of level mm. of the of the teams, uh, uh, which which results in a lot of you know big wins. Sure. Uh, uh, but 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 the top teams they have they have uh, they have good players, and one of the reasons that it was interesting for me as as I mentioned before was when when I stopped in Venstersl. After having, you know, my my first my first job as a head coach, uh, took 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 the team to to the Super League, mm. uh, and had a good season, where we beat we beat, you know, with with the club that weren't really ready for the and a team that weren't really ready for, you know, uh, for the big league because we 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 were trying to see if we could, you know, my first game, uh, first season in Venstres see if we could build a team that could that could promote the season after and then suddenly we we promoted in the playoffs through the playoffs wow. no one expected that and we and we built the team rapidly uh, over the summer and tried to make uh, all these all these young and inexperienced players ready for the top league and we did well beat beat Brunby, beat FC Copenhagen beat FC Nordsjælland beat Odense beat Aalborg in the first half of the season wow, which was quite remarkable and then, of course, we 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 struggle a little bit, uh, and then suddenly, uh, you know, suddenly before we had to play the playoffs, uh, the last playoff game, which we all expected that we were going to play before we started the season, uh, you know, they they made an end to to our, uh, you know, to 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 the job I had there, and then, and then I was I was you know I had, I had a lot of time to think about what would be the next good step for me. Vences was one challenge with a team that was bottom of the league. It was a lot. Of, it was it was about developing a team that could with withstand um, you know the pressure from bigger clubs and better players, sure. and then also try you know create players and teams who would who would a team who would be able to to attack uh, the, the opponents with and without the ball, but maybe not as intense as we are now yeah. with a top team, and and you know for me. Even though it's a smaller league with less attention than the Danish league, uh, it was a good, exp- you know, I think a good challenge for me. First of all, to go abroad, which I, I love. I love getting new inputs, yeah. personally and also professionally. I think the surroundings up here are absolutely magical, uh, and I, I I met some some people who are really good-hearted and and really want the best for the club and were real willing. To give me the full responsibility to build the club and rebuild the club with young players and with the players and staff that I that I wanted to get in, mm. and for me as a young young manager, it was you know I, th- I think it was good for me to get that responsibility and learn from my mistakes uh, and and try to do it the way I I, I really want to do it yeah. uh, with the, you know with total backup from from the board uh, and you know. Of course, in a club that's not uh, as as fully equipped, you know, staff-wise, with with a lot of full-time 
uh, stuff. Then, it, of course, I get a, <laughs> I do a lot of things mm. that you know, let's say, in a bigger club, that would be split over different roles. And it's also good for me to get my hands, you know, involved in different things: sure. the managing, the coaching, the uh, the analyzing, the the video editing. Uh, also the, but also the the, you know, sporting director role, uh, which you know I, I I also negotiate with agents, with players coming in, and 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 get a lot of experience through that too, sure. which was really interesting for me. I mean, when you, then, yeah. when you um, you when you made the move, you know, what was the <clears throat> the the challenge there from the from the club? Was it? You know, yeah, do you, yeah. are you expect because you've you've won your first five games already, which is a really good record. Yeah. Five out of five. I watched yeah. the first game I watched, and you mentioned the the um, you know the scenery, the beautiful scenery. The first game I watched yeah. was when you played IF, the f- second game of the season, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, the, the uh, background was yeah, incredible. Unbelievable <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like a really beautiful scenery. Um, yeah. Which I think maybe made me want to watch more games, to be honest. And that was when I thought, you know, let's let's talk. So. Um, you know what, yeah. <laughs> what? What was the expectations when you moved there? And and the other question on that is, yeah. obviously, you know, you read about it and it says it's a semi-professional league. Um, yeah. So what yeah. is the actual professional status of it? How does it work? You know, for example, how often yeah. do you train? How often do you? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it seems like Faroe Islands is such a small country. I think population fifty thousand. But yeah, how does it exactly. operate? You know, practical on a practical level, is it is it quite yeah. is it quite a football country or is it quite? Um, you know, you play the games and then it's quiet. Or what, what's it like from that point of view? Yeah, well, it's it's they're very uh, it's a very full football enthusiastic country. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone follows football. Yeah. Uh, of course, we don't attract like five thousand for the game, <laughs> but and especially not right now. In, uh, but 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 I think today there was about twelve fifteen hundred at the game, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and. Uh, yeah, the, you know the, the the job was, of course, to get the to get the team back uh, on track in in and able to fight for the championship. Sure. Because because it's important for a club, you know, the most winning club, and and the season they've had last year uh, wasn't satisfying. Uh, they won the championship. We won the championship in 2018, uh, and were quite, uh, you know, quite quite good. Yeah. Uh, won won most of the games and then struggled a lot in following up on that the, the last season and they wanted to also bring bring more of the young players into the first team. Okay. Uh, and and they've you know they've seen what I've done with Ventures you know a small club with a very small budget uh, and 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 a, and a small fund foundation. And brought them into the Super League and, and did well and, and made some good results and developed a lot of young, a lot of young players yeah. into into you know getting ready for the next level and that was one of the one of the you know also important things in the job description and you know today our, our bench was two on two boys on 16 one on 17 one on 18 and then uh, and then a goalkeeper and, a, and an old guy. Who couldn't play maximum? <laughs> who could play maximum five minutes because of his grind? <laughs> uh, so, so of course, it's because we have a lot of injuries, but still, but still, we have a, we have a young team and and some young players who are, who are doing well. We we put a guy in on his, he's sixteen. He's played all the games now uh, from the bench, coming in, and it's something that they're really proud about, developing their own players. Yeah. Here. 
and uh, they're investing in in you know me as a full-time coach i have a full-time assistant coach from germany okay. who's who's played who's played hundreds of games in the second bundesliga also playing played in the bundesliga when he was young for for Werder bremen under 21 wow. uh been in in holland and in 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 uh, and in US and then in the US as well. So so you know we, we bring our our view of football and and you know our experience from a different level to to the club. And and we've been with the we're the first club who've hired a full-time physical trainer, physical coach. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, and and invested like about 30,000 pounds in a new fitness room, you know, 200 square meter fitness room gym with everything. Mm. Uh, so and it's paying off now. You can see that uh, within the first six months. You know the style, the style of play, which is very aggressive and very demanding, with high pressure. And uh, and, and I hope you could see that a little bit today from yeah. the game and the game we played. And it's paying off. Uh, the players, the players are doing well. And a lot of the young players are shining at the moment. And even sure. though we we lost we lost our biggest star, you know the free kick. Uh, master who can also do a lot of other things besides that yeah. but we've lost him you know with a broken foot last week uh, the, the team is still performing and other players are stepping in yeah and you, uh, so, uh, yeah yeah you mentioned part of it was 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 bringing you know a lot of young players through to the first team and also you know getting our winning edge back sure. to, to to the whole club and also you know Tying tying the knot between the youth department and the first team was which was you know it was very um, it was two different departments not working together that good uh, right. last year yeah sure I mean yeah you mentioned uh, the the player I think it, is it um, Chukwudi the sixteen year old uh, who has done quite well uh, yeah Chukwudi yeah, yeah Samuel Chukwudi yeah. he's got an African father and a Ferris mother that's crazy uh, yeah and he's he's sixteen he's He's what six foot four or something like that, and he's really, really talented and doing really well. Yeah, and and uh, and, and you know, a good example of, of, of how it pays off to bringing to invest in 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 the in the staff and the facilities is that he's 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 gained like five kilograms oh, wow. of of weight muscle since January. Yeah, because of the program he's been on with the weights, and we've we've reduced his training load a little bit on the pitch, just ten percent, fifteen percent. And then and then adding it in the gym, and it's really paying off now. It's fantastic, yeah. And yeah. another another player I noticed uh, who did quite well in the game I saw was the the left back. I think is it uh, Jonsson, perhaps can't remember his name. Yeah, Daniel Jonsson. Yeah, great yeah. left foot. Yeah, yeah. We've got we've got like a, you know three or four players who've been on the under twenty under twenty one national team last season, and who's you know been following each other there for for many years, and they know each other well. The left back. Uh, the number eleven, the striker, Adrian, who's injured. Uh, the, those three, uh, they've, they've, they know each other well through many years and played together. So, For sure. so even though they're young, some of them, they, they, you know, some of them, they've played and been a part of the first team since they were sixteen, seventeen, and that's what we have to do, of course, in a league that's that's not as competitive as as bigger leagues. We have to bring the most talented players around sixteen, seventeen. And and you know so they they get in and around the team at that at that time yeah and get the get their first first taste of it already I mean, you know in, in an early time so when they're twenty one they're quite experienced actually 
in senior and uh, in, in like adult football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what, what is the market like out there? And and one question I had was, is it was it your first time in the Faroe Islands, or you know, had you been there before in the past? Because obviously, you, is it you know, what's it been like for you from a cultural point of view? And yeah, then yeah, the yeah, other the other well, question to that is yeah, like I say, um, what is it actually like? You know, you mentioned that you develop a lot of players, maybe. Do the club want to sell players? Is there kind of like a market for them, or is it kind of yeah. how does it really operate in Faroe Islands? Because obviously, it's, to some people, they think it's you know so far away. Um, what is yeah. the actual, I suppose, the transfer environment like? That kind of thing, with a view yeah. to the clubs developing and growing financially. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, I I, w- I, ha- I hadn't been to Faroe Islands, okay. and and when I came the first time, even though the weather was not at its best in November, when I came <laughs> to visit, uh, you know. I, I said to myself, why haven't I been here before? Because it's absolutely beautiful. It's breathtaking. Really? Wherever you go, you know, there's, you know, wherever you go, you're not you're not more than five five kilometers from the water, from the sea, and the scenery is 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 unbelievable. Uh, besides that, they're very very nice people, open people, very curious, and eager to learn, and very hardworking, uh, and robust actually. Wow. Uh, so 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 they're they're easy to move. And easy to, uh, you know, to, to they, they really uh, how to say they they really take it in, whatever you try to give them, uh, especially for sure a little bit of you know curiosity and and respect for their culture too and how how they how they do it and and you know, I think that's important too even though uh, and, and no matter how small a country you come to uh, and how big a role you have in order to change things I think it's important that you show respect. And, and that you're curious about about their ways and their doings, uh, and take and take a little bit, adapt a little bit of that too. Uh, yeah, I think sure. it makes it a lot easier uh, f- f- for them to open up for you uh, as well. Um, what was the second question? Just um, regarding the transfer environment. I mean, yeah, just, just to yeah. Add to, before you answer that, just to add to that, I mean, the Faroe Islands is is as you mentioned, yeah, the population around fifty thousand, um, and you said they're yeah. very open and warm. Yeah. Has there been any language issues? But uh, just before you answer that question on transfers, you know, what's the la- is it, <laughs> the language barrier okay and that kind of thing? Cause, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, the good, the, the funny thing is, when I was in Ventures, we had like half the half of the team were foreigners. Right. So everything, everything we did, coaching, you know, the the, the written, you know, uh, stuff we did, yeah. uh, all, all the material we produced, you know, to teach uh, the players, it was the video as well. It it was in English. Okay. Uh, and all the coaching was in English, and it, it, it's it's like that in many clubs in Denmark now because there's a lot of foreigners in Danish football. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then when I came here, I went abroad, and now I coach in Danish <laughs> because, of course, Danish is a second native language, and yeah, all exactly. the players all they all speak Danish, which makes it, <laughs> of course, a lot easier for me. <laughs> uh, and you know, I've always been good with languages. I speak German fluently. I speak a bit of French, Turkish, English, of course. And you know, I, I enjoy you know picking up new languages, and and it's you know very easy. Even though you know from if you look at it you know quickly, and and just you know, if you don't really pay attention, it's difficult to understand. But if you really pay attention, and 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 look at it you know more thoroughly when, when the written language, it's it's very similar to Danish. Wow. Okay. Uh, so so after six months, I understand. Almost everything they say and write, <laughs> fantastic, which makes it a lot, a lot, a lot easier for me, <laughs> of course. And I pick up some, some of the words. Yeah. Uh, you know, every every day I pick up new words, 
It's fantastic. So so that's been that's been quite easy actually. Also for the, you know that sometimes when you when you coach on a, 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 a on a language that's not your native tongue, it's it's it, you know the little the little details, the little nuances yeah. of the of the language. You know that's that's sometimes the the, the the things that make the difference when you coach and when we have to, you know, to to really get get close with the players and really you know find the little percentages that makes a difference when you coach and when you when you try to influence players with your language and with Definitely. what you say, uh, when you have to inspire people and you you know when you talk to them, and and that's been a lot easier for me of course because I can I can use my mother tongue. Uh, so so no. so from that perspective it's been it's it's been it's been easy and it's been good yeah, uh, yeah. and i mean and then and then regarding the transfer mm-hmm. yeah yeah just the, uh, do the clubs need to sell you yeah. know do, is there an ambition to sell players for example what is that you know is it kind of quite isolated the league and it's kind of it just operates yeah. on itself or is there a you know a link yeah. or you know how does it work from that point of view you, obviously you mentioned you've yeah. developed young players even where do you yeah. find them, for example, on the island? Like, is it from an academy, or you know, like, just tell us a yeah. bit about how it, what op- how football operates there, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, of course, many. I think there's about twenty clubs in total, organised football clubs. Right. Uh, Eighteen or twenty. Uh, we have ten in in each league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's four leagues. For for where, of course, there's a professional league. The Betri Dalen, which is, means the Premier League, yeah. uh, and then we have the first division, second division, third division, and uh, some of them consist of the second teams, the reserve teams, uh, which are, which can play in they can play the reserve teams can play in the second uh, uh, the second league. Sure. And uh, I think we want to bring more of our own players, homegrown players, into the first team. Uh, than we ha- have had the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that the talents they emerge everywhere, even on the smallest islands, uh, isolated islands. They, yeah. they they come, you know, uh, every every little tiny village, which is called a, a bit up here. <laughs> yeah. Every little tiny village they have their own football pitch, or yeah. or uh, like a handball, uh, you know, indoor gym. Uh, and 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 that's where the, that's where kids go. Yeah. Our home our home stadium. Even though we play, uh, you know, re- it's a stadium where you play Europa League uh, qualification games, Champions League qualification games. It's open for everyone all day, all year, and it means it's a it's a big playground for the local kids. Yeah. And it has to be because you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of football pitches around. The country, of course, due to the infrastructure, it's very, you know, there's it's, it's there's hills everywhere and, and mountains, yeah. and and uh, so they come there, the kids they come there during you know during the day, night, weekend, all 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 day long, and and develop their skills, and then of course you have the clubs trying to organize it, and it's you know it's it's not like you cannot compare even our our youth department, you can compare it to like a normal amateur club in Denmark. With the structure and the and and the say the, the budget and everything, that mm. it's not even close to a, like a academy level of football in Denmark, you know. So 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 it's actually it's actually impressive how many decent players they develop around the Faroe Islands. 
because it's it's parent coaching until they're 17 uh, and then the best of them they when they're 16 17 they go in the first team squad yeah because and then and the next best they go to the second team squad yeah it's fantastic because i mean according to um uefa coefficients uh, they ranked 50 52nd in in the whole of europe um yeah. out of 54 so that tells you yeah. a lot you know just above andorra and san marino and below yeah. Yeah. lithuania but i'll be honest you know like like you say there i've been quite surprised with the level of the games i've seen yeah. um yeah. what do you put that down to is it just because is it the main sport in the country or is it you know um is it just a reason that maybe it's untapped maybe it's not people don't know about it as much uh, i know there's a tv deal they signed with with norwegian tv broadcaster now yeah. to that will obviously get more exposure to the league but what do you, you know? What, do you think the coefficient can improve in the future? And and is it is it think, is it a football yeah. my country or is there another sport maybe yeah. that dominates? Or? Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm I hope that it will improve in the, in the in the coming years. And I think especially some of the you know some of the younger players from 18 till 23, they're quite talented. There's a good generation of young technical players who, who are aggressive who can you know who can play with intensity on and off the ball and i hope i hope that the new national coach will will play with a little more, more courage mm. when he plays plays the games especially when they play andorra malta uh, estonia these 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 types of country where where i think Island, you know the Faroe island team is is better yeah. they have better players i hope they will be more you know offensive in the mindset of the games yeah. than they've been before where it's been very uh, you know sitting low doing some counter-attacks not with a, you know not with a lot of intention on trying to build up sure. because they have I think and that's what we try to show they have players who can do that we have we have the artificial turf which you know we we, we, we water us with, with sprinklers and, and everything so we have a fast even surface and we can train on that all year round, mm. which means we can we can we can have tempo and quality in our passing game. Yeah. And and a lot of a lot of the teams they still play very direct, and I think it's just down to the fact that that maybe the coaching style is a little little conservative still. And now I think I think what we try to do is open the eyes a little bit of 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 how how much you can actually improve a Ferris Ferris team yeah. and the way the way they try to to uh, attack the game and attack the opponent not just only physical but also technically and, and tactically sure. and hope, hopefully hopefully that will make a difference over the coming years I think with you know the national the new national coach which has been who's been under 20 uh, under 20 under 21 Sweden national coach and done well with them I think he, he's very impressed yeah. also from what he's seen from the younger generation of players and is very interested in in, in what we're doing and we have close cooperation with the with the football federation and the national team coach because I think I think as I mentioned before many of our younger players they will they will be a big part of uh, the national team over the next 10-15 years fantastic and yeah like, like you say um it does seem like there is some potential in the leagues there maybe that's been uh, untapped and maybe it's just a case of getting more exposure maybe better coaching like from people like yourself maybe as well to help the league grow um let's talk about yourself because you've had a you know a long playing career as well and a lot of experience in the game uh, you mentioned you talk different languages as well and you've you've played in different leagues um so just for those who, who may not know you you began your 
career, I believe, in 2002 at uh, Holstebro in, yeah. I believe, Denmark. Oh, you've, been dig- you've been digging deep, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got to do our research, you know, yeah. we, we can't just invite anybody yeah. on, so... Uh, <laughs> we, um, and then yeah, <laughs> you moved to Silkeborg and then played yeah. over 100 games for uh, that club before moving to yeah. Turkey. Um, yes. Then you transferred yeah. to Norwich in 2009 and you won the league yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah. with them in League yeah. One uh, in the yeah. third tier of English football at that time. So, you know, you've got a wide range of experience in different leagues. And yeah. then yeah. Um, yeah. you had a brief spell at Millwall and then moved back to sort of Denmark, Vegetler, Edgeburg yeah. um, before ending your career at Vendisla, I believe. So, um, yeah, you've had a you've had a really pretty decent career yourself. So, you know, tell us about some of the experiences. How did how did it how did you end up moving to Turkey and then and then obviously a time at Norwich as well. We've got one or two questions on that. Yeah. And um, before we yeah, move on yeah. to listener questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I had I had I had four decent years in Silkeborg where you know I made my name as a as a decent defender who could you know clear the ball and you know a good defender and and. Then the last season we had, I didn't play my best season, and it was difficult. After my contract expired, I wanted a new contract. And after playing 100 games for Silkeborg, you know, I expected to get a little pay raise. They didn't want to give me that, and then I, you know, I gambled a little and said, "Okay, then I'll see if I can find a new club." And it was difficult to find a new club in Denmark at that time. Yeah. And then suddenly, suddenly I got, you know, I got this call from a Turkish agent from, you know, because a team in Turkey. Uh, because this agent had been interested in me, and I had, I've you know, apparently my club had had an offer on me about a year earlier, mm. which I didn't know about. Oh wow! And then you know, then you know, I've I've always been very adventurous and and really enjoyed you know new challenges, meeting new people, seeing new places, uh, being very curious about you know not not only the world but also how how do I uh, adapt in new in new you know of course with new challenges. Uh, new surroundings, and I think it was good for my football development and you know personal development to try something very different. And I've never been scared of you know you know challenges personally as well. Yeah. I've been very good at dealing with with that, uh, and I think that's that's why I even made a career because I was not the biggest talent. Uh, a lot of people would sign that. And, uh, I heard that you were a tough, tough, so got, tough defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah tough yeah, man. So I got, I got this <laughs> offer from Tur- Turkey. I looked at my wife, yeah. and she looked at the weather forecast, <laughs> <laughs> and and the place. She looked a little bit at Istanbul, and we said, well, yeah, why not? <laughs> and let's go there. And then I signed a two-year contract. And you know, I, I don't know if you've heard many stories about Turkey, but you know, a few Danish players have been in Turkey, yeah. and they've had a lot of crazy stories to tell. And I can tell all of them. I've, I've, everything you can imagine about Turkey. I've, I've experienced it. What's the craziest, <laughs> craziest know? story that you can tell us that, oh. that we're allowed to publish? Maybe or allowed to, yeah, like, well, allowed to talk about. Yeah. What's the great? What's the craziest story? Uh, well, I've, I've, you know, a, a teammate of mine. He wanted to fix games. Wow. Uh, and he got, he, 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 you know, he got nailed for it a couple of years later. Oh wow. Uh, fans shooting in the in in the club because they weren't happy with the results. What? I had six different <laughs> six different coaches within the first six months because they sacked they sacked them every two weeks. Wow! Uh, you know, sacrificing of sheep, sheep yeah, yeah. on the pitch just just before the kickoff of training games. Uh, well, <laughs> you name it, everything. 
Uh, Definitely sounds like so, a, a crazy adventure. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. But, you know, at the time it was hard. And, you know, being sent on a, on a training camp with half a day's notice and leaving my, my wife and small kids, mm. we, you know, we, we, we started a family in, in these years. So it was quite difficult, too. You never knew when I was home. Right. Spending spending more time in hotels and with my family. Mm. So it was it was a big challenge for me and my family. Uh, of course, but something we would not be without now. And, yeah. and, and you know, looking back at, it, back at it, we can laugh uh, at all the crazy things we, we experienced with it within those two years. But, it you know, it's something that really strengthened the family tie and and, and it was good for us. But, of course, after two years and with a lot of crazy stuff, we, 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 we felt like it was time, even though I had offers at better clubs in Turkey, we felt like it was time to settle back, settle down a little bit, and yeah. find something that was a little bit more, you know, a little bit more similar to what we were used to sure. with the Danish culture. And and then, of course, you know, when I when I heard about the the, the option to go on a trial in Norwich, you know, it didn't take long to say I'll take it. Sure, of course. And, so you went on uh, trial. Yeah. You went on trial yeah. there, and then. And then yeah. I, I went on trial, and what you know, my luck was that they had just come from a six-week holiday. And uh, you know, I've, I've always been really good at using my holiday for holidays for good preparation. So I was fit when I came. Oh, fantastic! And uh, <laughs> and that helped me a little bit because maybe I was a little bit fitter than the other guys. So I looked really good and sharp <laughs> yeah. in these two weeks. Preparation, which, which, preparation, which earned me a contract. Preparation is yeah, key. Which earned me a contract. <laughs> yeah. So so thank God for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then then okay. Some some a fantastic a fantastic time in my career as a footballer and for my family as well. You know we 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 all cried that we had, when we had to leave Norwich, but of course having having not played that many games the last season and a half because of you know that first injury and then of course second of all that the players playing they they just really did really 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 well. So it was hard to get back into the team. Yeah. We weren't ready to leave Norwich, but we had to because I had to find a new club. So, mm-hmm. so it, it it was a special time, very special time. I mean, we've got a, a listener question actually, but I'll, I'll start with one question for you. Like, describe yeah. describe English football for somebody who is new to English football from, say, the yeah. Scandinavia. Yeah. You know, what was yeah. you just said you loved it. What, what attracted you to English football? You know, what was yeah. tell us? You know, that feeling of English football. What, what yeah. did you gain from yeah. it? Yeah, if I can, if you know, if someone asked me that too, and and I can only just if if I use one word, it's passion. Yeah. You know the passion you experience there, and it's not it's, it's not just you know on the pitch. It's not just in the club. It's from everyone around. <laughs> you know, and the, the 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 whole environment around football in in England is is something that you know I've I've never you know I, I wasn't lucky enough to play in Germany. I think there's a little bit of it too, but but. The, whole, the passion about football, about the game, uh, from the supporters. It, you know, in in Denmark, it's it's spectators. They come, they watch a game, they want to be entertained. In England, they come and they contribute with everything they have. You know, every fiber of their body. Yeah. The the whole stadium. They just give everything to the game. And 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 that was that was really really special for me to experience that. I I was lucky to 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 find an apartment really you know in the center of the city and it was just two hundred yards from the from the from the ground, yes. uh, from Carrow Road. Yes. And you know 
even though it took me two minutes to walk to the stadium, I had to, I had to, you know, walk. You know, I had to leave home at least 20 minutes, 25 minutes before the game, or before I had to be there, because there were so many fans already two hours before the game wanted to just give me a bit of, you know, a heads, you know. Well done. Uh, good luck today. Uh, I want to hear yeah. a little bit about this and that. And <laughs> yeah, I can sign an autograph. Oh, it's been, it's going really well. Uh, you know, they, they they were so. You know, everyone lives football in England, and 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 that was really really special. So the passion, also from the players, you know, in, in, in the the energy and and I really. I really, really thrive with that because I'm also very passionate of myself yeah. about football, about winning, and and for me to to experience that that was you know something that I I really cherish and really I feel I feel really privileged that I've you know played in a club yeah uh, and at a, and at a level uh, and also at a time where it went really really good and been I've been a part of that I've been just a tiny part of that it's it's you know something that uh, I, I really hope to experience that again as a manager as yeah, a coach because uh, you, um, that would, that, that's you know that's something I I work on being being good enough yeah. to 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 go there uh, and and you know you had a um, and see if what I can do what I can do with the British team yeah because you had really good you had a really good season there as well of course Norwich had had a hard time before that and you 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 won the, you won the title there um, yeah, what, yeah. You know what was it? What was it like being in the city and that kind of thing? Because there's a lot of obviously Norwich fans who who remember you. Yeah. You know, what's your memories of them and 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 the club in that in that season? Yeah, well, I can only say you know, I've I've never experienced anything like that. You know, the friendliness, the the it was like a family, a big mm. family, mm. and and it was it was even though I had small kids, you know, it was always safe to bring the family to the to the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's you know I, I I was I had a month in Millwall and and it was it was a totally different thing you know the experience from coming to the game we were told don't 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 park your car outside the premises don't 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 stop the car if anyone you know uh, approaches you outside the stadium uh, lock the doors uh, keep the windows uh, you know up closed. And in in Norwich, you could you could you know I could I could send my own kids walking alone to the stadium, mm. and the fans they would just uh, carry them uh, carrying them <laughs> inside. Yeah, you know it, it was it was it was it was very special that the atmosphere in Norwich, and also when we went to the when we went you know to the to the city centre, you know, always people coming up with respect, uh, you know, giving us a pat on the back or mm. wishing us good luck, or, you know. Even though you know the last season I had in Norwich, I didn't contribute much on the pitch. I was just you know I was training, trying to get back in the team. It was difficult, and and they were still you know people still ride at me. Even though it's ten years ago, I was there. Fantastic. Still you know confront me when when we visit Norwich now and then. Yeah. Because we still have friends there, and they still you know and and uh, you know thankful for what I've given to the club. And I think well I. I've just been such a tiny part of it. Mm. I played like 30 games and that's it. Uh, the first six months and then I didn't play much of a role. Mm. But they still remember and they appreciate players who've given, who've given, uh, you know, what they had to the club. And yeah. yeah. That's it's, really... It's, uh, it's special. It's, yeah. very, it's very special. And I, 
yeah, I hope, as I said again, I hope that I can experience that, that form of passion again as a manager. Yeah, I mean, I think um, that leads me to, to the next question, and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll ask some listener questions after that. But, um, yeah, yeah, you sure. know, you, I imagine that from what you've just said there, how much you loved it, the passion, I imagine you have ambi- ambitions to maybe come back to English football maybe one day as a, as a manager? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. You know, I wanted I wanted to see how far I could take it uh, when I was a player. And, you know, for me, it was about every day being the best because if you're one of the best, uh, then you get the chance to move on. And no matter where you are, uh, if, you know, if, if, if you shine, if you do well, then eventually some 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 people will notice it and yeah. say, look, maybe maybe he's ready for the next step. And yeah. I'm still young. I have a lot to learn. But I've had, you know, I've 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 promoted twice as yeah. a coach, once as assistant coach, uh, once as a head coach, uh, and now, you know, I I I I learn every day here from a great experience here uh, with with talented players and a and a and a club that is eager and and willing to to move in the direction that that I'm trying to to take it, and that's really really good experience for me, and yeah. hopefully. Hopefully soon we have to, you know, we have our Europa League qualification games in the summer. Of course. Uh, which is also something that's that's very exciting for me as a manager uh, to get that that experience under the belt. For sure. Which is something very different from from being being the favourite and and you know the you know the every every game we yeah. enter now uh, that we that we have to to also you know while we are preparing you know coaching I'm. I'm I'm preparing a team that has to control and dominate the games every every time. I also have to develop a te- team and players that can that can defend and who can take the underdog role and still get a good result, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, can I, I ask that, uh, you know on that? Yeah. Uh, how do you you know? I suppose two questions on that. What you know? What what is yeah, your manager? Yeah. What is your managerial philosophy? Is it too early to say that you have yeah. one? Maybe is it more based around the players you have, or do you have a philosophy that you aspire to? Maybe you know people that you look up to, for example, managers that you look yeah. up to. Yeah. And also, um, you, you know, you're, you're a young coach. So when your career ended, obviously you moved from Norwich, then you moved eventually back to Denmark. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you thought to yourself, right, I want to be a, a manager maybe in the future. Uh, what did you do to learn, and what do you do even now to keep learning as a manager? You know, to keep adapting. Are there any particular yeah. advices that you would give, say, to another another person who wants to coach? Maybe or, um, you know, how do you keep yourself prepared and learning all the time? Do you believe more in, you know, man management, or do you believe more in sort of tactics, that kind of thing? You know, what what's the key um, on that side of things? I believe, yeah. First of all, first of all, I believe in I believe in uh, people. Yeah. Uh, and I'm lucky to have three kids myself. And I have a strong belief in them, and I've I've experienced, and every parent would say that that you know, if you really spend some energy and 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 put some belief in 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 your own kids, then they will grow. Mm. And if you also you know put some high demands in them and 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 really push them, they they will they will do much more than you would dream of. And it's for me, it's the same with the players. I'm I'm here to make their dreams come true. And it means that I have to push them every day and 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 teach them that they can actually uh, and do more than what they think they can do. And um, I think that's my my most important important job. Yeah. Uh, managing style wise, you know, I believe in in being uh, aggressive. I believe in attacking. You know, a 
attacking. We we attack the opponent if we have the ball or if, uh, or if we don't have the ball. Uh, I I don't like passive football. I like taking the initiative. I like and I and I uh, and I want my team, my players to express themselves on the pitch to show some joy, some passion, uh, and some respect for the game. Mm. Uh, and and uh, you know that's what that's what I think is interesting to watch. That's what I think is the future of football for young players. Want to do more to be aggressive, to take the initiative. To be able to to attack the opponent as high as possible and as much as possible, also in the phases where you don't have the ball, I don't like passive football, mm. and 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 I don't I don't you know I'm I'm 37 I don't think I should give advice to to, to young managers, okay. but 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 I think you need to you need to find out what what you like about football, and then that's what I've you know the football I like to play and what I like to watch. That's what I want to try and coach and teach at the same time. Mm. I think you can you can take it very far if you're a very uncompromising if you have a very uncompromising approach to managing players and how the game is played. You can you know some of the best coaches in the world they're known for being extremely relentless mm. when it comes to their principles and the way they manage their players. I believe that that's very important when it comes to your values, but I also think. Uh, very good coach is able to accept that not everything is solved all the time by following the exact same road. I believe that being flexible and adaptable, also when it comes to 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 the the man managing, mm. is 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 for me uh, the right solution sometimes uh, to deal with with different t- tactical challenges. And that's mm. why I'm very curious. I always see can we find new and better solutions. Because football develops at such a rapid pace that what's the right solutions now might not be the right solutions in in two or three years' time. So I have to, you know, to get that winning edge, I need to be one step ahead all the time. So that's that's why we sit like seven, ten hours in the in the office every day and trying to design new new exercises. Yeah. So we don't just repeat and repeat and repeat, and then some, and then eventually, before we know it, we'll be left behind. Of course. I mean, you sound. Uh, yeah. To be honest, you sound like a you sound like a top guy. To be honest, uh, I feel like I want to come out and play for you. You know, that was uh, <laughs> quite quite inspirational. Like some of the words yeah. you say there, yeah. And you know, believing in human beings. If you can play, if you can play striker, I might look into <laughs> I'll be I'll be out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my uh, get my plane ticket. There's there's no coronavirus, so uh, we can come out yeah. come out of quarantine. On the fifteenth, you can enter the country without being in quarantine. <laughs> Fantastic. So we have to wait fourteen days. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. I'll get my boots. Yeah. Um, we got some listener questions before we finish. Uh, you yes. know, really, really appreciate your time. Um, you know, thank you so much for for, for your time um, joining oh, us. Um, I'll finish with some questions, so I don't want to, don't want to keep you too much yes. longer. Um, but yeah, we got. Uh, okay, f- we'll start with one from uh, the ninety fourth minute who asks, uh, "How would you say Faroese football has developed over the years? And are you inspired by the improvements um, that have been achieved there?" Uh, and other countries like Iceland as well. Do you look at other countries like that maybe who have developed um, and, and, you know, see that Faroe Islands, you know, how big can the league grow, I guess, is what the question is, essentially. Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, to be honest, I haven't followed Faroe's football over the last couple of years because, you know, I've been busy with my own stuff in Denmark. Yeah, of course. So, so of course, since I've come up here, since the last six months, I've tried to look a little bit behind and see what's, how they've done it the, the, the last couple of seasons. 
how has the league developed? I look at the statistics, of course, for all the teams throughout throughout the last 10, 15 years. Also to set my own personal goals as to you know how many records uh, can, can we try to beat this season, uh, which is is very motivating for me yeah. and my coaching staff uh, and also for the players. Uh, and I. Yeah, I, I I know I know I had a, an Icelandic player last season who did really well, a 19-year-old uh, boy who's you know a product of the modern uh, Icelandic football development, right. technical technically good players who can actually play not only not only fight, uh, but he had both, and that was very interesting for me. You know, he was technically very gifted, very clever. His perception was exceptional. His individual qualities was really good, mm. but he was also, you know, his 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 mentality and his toughness, physically, mentally, was at a very high level for a 19-year-old, and that's the, you know the mix of that is what I think they've done really well in Iceland, mm. because they have I, I know the the national you know the assistant coach on the national team very well. He's a good friend of mine. Okay, we took the the pro license to, you know on the pro license course together, uh, and and he said. Look, they know they cannot be world champions when it comes to to football, but when it comes to mentality, they want to be the best team in the world, mm. and that's what that's what they really focus on too in everyday training, how they express themselves in the game, the the you know the signals they send to each other on the pitch, and that was that was really interesting to me. So, so, so they are very ambitious about their football, about the the, the way they play. Yeah, and yeah. of course, I think there's a lot to learn from that. The thing that they've they've built indoor football pitches, you know, where they can play in all sorts of weather, uh, is something that's that's really been a, a huge like generator for football development right. on Iceland. And I'm trying to convince <laughs> the football federation here that that would be a very good idea for us too, because. Uh, I've had many training sessions where we've set up all the training with with, with the, all the gear, and then the wind just sweeps everything away because it's very windy up here. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, that would that would be very helpful. There's there's like a half size pitch on one of the islands, but they're still discussing if they should build one of these indoor full size football pitches where it should be. Hmm. If it should be in Torshavn or if one of the one of the other bigger cities. Right. And uh, yeah, so 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 I think I think with the focus right now, which you've also mentioned from Norway, Denmark, Sweden, and also that you're giving, uh, you know, with with your podcast that you're giving, uh, Ferris Football, it's it's really really good for 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 the country. And some some journalists asked me like two weeks before we we started the league here. Uh, do you think do you think that that it will mean a lot to Ferris football Ferris football? You know the focus that you had on. I was like, ah, let's wait and see how much <laughs> that actually means. Yeah. Because yeah, no, let's not let's not you know exaggerate the the, the the value of maybe one of the games being televised in Norwegian football. But I you know I'm <laughs> after after being involved in a month now you know in the league and the the entire focus that we've had and how it's created a debate up here about the way we referee the game, you know, the decision on the game, the the, the whole surroundings of the game, the setup, the, the TV production, everything. Everything is being discussed now mm. at a national level. And it's very good. It's yeah. very good for the for, for the for the development of football. It pushes everyone. Yeah, and I think you know, 
yeah. on that note, just uh, just to point out, Torsavn is actually the capital of the of the, of the Faroe Islands, I believe. Yes. And uh, yes. and and also just as a follow up on that, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, if I may just say something quickly, I think the I think the the ability to react very quickly from the you know the pandemic, obviously, I think you know yeah. has brought a great focus on Faroe Islands. That's how I started watching yeah. it, to be honest, because it was like the only league yeah, we've been lucky. we could watch. We've been really lucky. Yeah we've had a head start yeah so um i think that's definitely you know it's an opportunity isn't it for for the league to grow like you say and um yeah, develop I, maybe I from, hope so i yeah. hope so i really hope that we don't just you know you know drop back into our old habits after after the focus has, has disappeared a, a little bit because mm. because now the other the bigger leagues they start they, they start now yeah. in the next period of time and germany's already started and, and so on denmark is starting again now and mm. and I really hope that that you know how how we've you know we've come on our toes now all of us and, yeah. and we've been a little bit provoked also about you know in Norway for example they've they've been laughing a bit of you know laughing at the left referees the level of the referees <laughs> and and how how you can just you know slaughter each other up here without being sent off or sometimes not oh, even really? getting a yellow card or a free kick and and it's some it's a debate that has started to rise already when you know when we played the first three training games because because I saw a lot of nasty uh, you know late tackles mm. with no intention whatsoever of playing the ball and it's something I've been working really hard on to get out of our game yeah. because I don't like it and I don't uh, you know if, if if my players has to develop and be able to take it on the next to the next step they have to, they have to be able to win the one versus one defensive challenges without yeah. just kicking the opponent of course uh, and and. I think that the focus now that we've had from Norway, especially, it's 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 kind of, you know, put some put some, you know, like, how's it gasoline yeah. to the to the fire. Definitely. That's that's that started a little bit yeah. already. I mean, I saw it. Hope. Sorry. Yeah. Go on, I hope because that's what you know. If the referees start to give these little freaky, it will, it will force the teams to improve their defensive skills. It will force. The, the coaches to say, look, we can't just kick the opponent because then we'll be sent off. Yeah. We have to we have to work more tactic tactically better. We have to be physically stronger. We have to be fitter so we can so we can cover the gaps better. Uh, and I hope I hope that will be an effect. Uh, so the football in general will will improve. For sure. No, I saw um I saw the IF game and I think there was about six seven yellow cards and I thought the game was. There was quite. You had a player sent off as well in the foot in the sec, yeah, early second half. Yeah. And I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the challenges yeah. were, were, were were quite rough, but then some of them were. I thought the referee yeah. was. Um, he got. He was quite happy to get the card out. I thought sometimes, but. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it is difficult to understand. You know, sometimes they give very, very soft free kicks. Yeah, I thought there was a few uh, soft ones. And then, and then, and then, two minutes later, one guy he just launches it for two feet. <laughs> Uh, and and you know if 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 <laughs> the opponent if he doesn't jump for his life he will he lose lose both his legs and just below the knee so yeah, so uh, and and he just ah play on <laughs> so it's it's you know it's, it's difficult especially for my Danish players I have three Danish players who played at the top level in Denmark right. one has even played in in the Scottish Premier League uh, in 2019 okay. and 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 of course they struggle a little bit to adapt. They're not. They're not afraid of the physical part of the game, mm. and neither was I uh, when I played. And I, I appreciate the physical part of the game, but I, you know, I, I want us to play with an intent of winning the ball. Mm, of course. Uh, yeah. 
Eagles. You know, it's 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 a bit like watching sometimes when you watch when you watch some of the games. It's a bit like watching English football thirty years ago. Yeah, it's quite physical. Yeah, uh, definitely. Where, where, yeah, yeah, and I hope, I really hope uh, that uh, the extra focus we've had will will take take us to the next level. Yeah, we've got a question from Neil Baxter who um, asks, yes. "How do you go about en- enticing players to play in the Faroe Islands, and you know how adequate is the players' pool for clubs, um, and how could it be better?" Yeah. Uh, he's a big fantasy football player as well, so he says, "Which players should I have in my fantasy team?" Um, but, but we'll start with the question about uh, yeah, getting players to the Faroe Islands. How does that work? Yeah. And you know, for yeah. Chance, that kind of. Yeah, well, of, of, of course. I, I, I have I have players now. I was lucky to bring in uh, uh, one of my players that I've coached before in Vincent's Land in Skive, where I was playing assistant coach. Mm. And of course, you know him knowing me uh, already and and the way I manage and and develop. You know, players want to play the game. It, you know, he knew that already, so that that was a bit a bit of a help. But then I always I always invite players, new players. I invite them up. We pay for their hotel. We we make them stay here for you know two, three, four, five days, mm. however long they want. And I I invite them to join the training so they can feel on their own body how I'm I how I coach. Yeah. Uh, uh, how how we train. And also, you know, the level of the teammates and the intensity of the game, because some of them, of course, they doubt about, you know, Ferris football, how good can it be? Uh, and and I can only say that all the guys I've had up here, they've been willing to, to stay uh, after they've, they've experienced that on their own body, even though, you know, top clubs from the Danish first division in the second league, they, they, they gave an offer to them too. Uh, maybe even a better offer. They 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 thought this was a great place for them to develop, and also everyone who comes up here, you know, if, if not the Ferris players because they know it, but the Danish players, for example, they 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 uh, when they see the the surroundings here, they think, wow, you know, that's also a part of it. Mm. So 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 on a personal level, it's it's also fantastic experience for them too. And, and not all Danish players get to play uh, Europa League or Europa League qualification games. Exactly. So that's also that's or winning a championship or a cup or, or a cup final. Mm. And that's also that's also something that they you know experience and and also something they learn from and who's 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 developing developing them to take the next step. Uh, so, so it's 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 a mix of all these things, you know. Of course, of course, my plans for them. I've, we have a lot of focus on the, the individual development too. Yeah. Uh, with individual training plans, with where we test them, we, we we you know we follow them very closely. How often do you feedback every every week with video and stuff? How often do you train? Uh, is it because uh, it's semi professional? Yeah. Is it, also is it? that. Yeah. Of course, we train just as much as in a full time uh, club in 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 Denmark or, right. in, or in England. We train seven times a week and we play our game. Oh wow! Okay. And of course, of course, I have, I have, I have many players who work. Some, some of them work full time, yeah. forty hours a week. Uh, and then that means that we can train five o'clock oh, in wow. the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but then once a week, we they they come in at uh, twenty past six in the morning, and then we have our weight training at six thirty wow, for an hour. And uh, and we serve breakfast to them. And then we send them off to work at eight o'clock. Wow. And then they come back and train in the afternoon. 
And then on, on Thursdays, we uh, we also have an extra training session for the guys who are not working from 8 to 10, yeah. where we do some, uh, you know, we have individual, you know, focused things with, you know, f- position-specific training, uh, where, we, where we try to develop the individual uh, qualities of them. And also video meetings, you know, for the players who are not who have part-time jobs or who are at school, and it also means that you know a lot of the young kids on 16, 17, 18 who are still in in, in college, mm. uh, they can of course be a full be a full part of the squad because we train outside school hours. Yeah, yeah, I think which, uh, which is perfect. So so the the football developing uh, environment is 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 on the same level as as a full-time club as a super league club in Denmark. Yeah, and that's also that's also a major part in in us being able to bring in good players. Yeah, I can imagine. I think you know, there's a lot of um, players in England, for example, who are out of contract. Who uh, you know, listening yeah. to that, like it's you know, for example, semi-professional players in England who play to a, a fairly good level, um, but still work yeah. and that kind of thing. You know, maybe maybe they want if they want a new experience. That sounds like a you know, a fairly similar sort of lifestyle um, in terms of working yeah, and playing. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 good. You know, of course, of course, not all the players I have can can live from football alone. Yeah. You know, from the wages they get, I think maybe a handful can, and the rest they have to they have to you know work part time yeah. uh, next to it. Uh, but but you know, from from a development you know perspective, the environment is really really good, and, and of course you know with my experience as a player and what what I strive for as manager and with my assistant coach. Who's also played at the, at the top level? He, he, I think he had one game in the Champions League from when he was young. Mm. Uh, you know, we 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 know what they have to do, and, and how good they have to be to get at the highest level. And that's where that's that's where how how much we push them. My my physical coach is extremely talented, and he will take it very far too. That's fantastic. So so so, so you know. We, we, I have a lot of, especially right now, I have a lot of agents, a lot of players, uh, you know, approaching me, you know, with players who've played at a lot higher level than Ferro's football because they know we're playing right now. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. <laughs> and they also see that maybe it's not the worst place to, to you know, to kickstart your career again if you've struggled a little bit. For sure. With injuries and not playing for for, but we are also very picky, because the level of the players here, especially in my club, is good, and they have to be and and also you know the mentality has to be strong, so so I I I tend to be very picky about what I bring in because the the culture and and in the team, and the togetherness in the team is extremely important for me. Yeah, of course, and and you've won, yeah. <clears throat> you've won every game so far as well. So the level must be pretty high within yeah. within your squad. I mean, um, the question that Neil asks about the, uh, the players, we'll tie that into the next question because there's another one, um, yeah. one final one we'll go for. Um, Blues fan uh, five 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 says, "Is there any team you've played that has really given you trouble? Uh, it might be a bit early in the season for that, mm-hmm. but it, maybe you might have one. Um, and who yeah. would you say is the best young player in the Betri dialed in? And he says that yeah. isn't isn't Andrean Eustin Newson, of course." So maybe to tie that question into Neil's one, if you could maybe pick like three players there that people new to the league should maybe watch out for. Yeah. Could be it could be three yeah. HB players if you want, but uh, you know it's up to you. Yeah. Um, so I'll leave it open. Yeah. Good. Well, first of all, what was the first question? Um, what is the? Is there any team that's given you 
trouble. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, the game to, the game today was tough. Uh, being being two one down, of course, we struggled, and and we had to really, <laughs> really dig deep to get the momentum back. Uh, it's been one of the toughest opponents, obviously, uh, from a physical point of view, and also you know from from the from the individual quality they have on on the players. But they also struggled a lot. You know, we had, we didn't have difficulties in finding the openings. Mm. You know, tactically wise in their four two three one because there was a lot of space when we played past the first. The, you know, the the, the the front four and around the defensive midfield to the defensive midfielders there was a lot of space. Yeah, and we were good at exploiting that. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we, uh, yeah, we did, tried yeah. that. And also yeah. that that back four is very unorganized. Yeah, you, you uh, pulled them out of position so, a lot. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's of course something we've worked on a lot, and it wasn't a lot more difficult against them than it has been, you know, with the other opponents. Mm. But, but offensively, okay, they gave us a, a, a lot harder challenge to to shut them down. Uh, they also have, you know, they, they put a lot of balls in the box from set pieces, also, which we have to, of course, yeah. really, really uh, struggle with, and 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 you know, put up put up the fight. Also, both you know, on the first ball, second ball, third ball. Because anything can happen when they when they really put it in there. They had they had a really strong, tall central defender who was, who was a handful. Yeah. Um, and and you know the I would say the playing style in Ferris football is maybe the biggest and the, and and how much the referee allow in the duel is maybe the biggest challenge for us because we try to play very close to the opponent, very technically. Uh, with a lot of short passing, a lot of you know, playing, playing, playing in the small spaces. Yeah. And that and that means that of course we you know we get a lot of bad tackles our way thrown our way, and and not all of them uh, even give a free kick. <laughs> uh, so 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 that's something that's a big challenge for us. And it's you know we don't we don't that's just that's just how it is. Mm. And. Uh, and we have to deal with it. And, and the first couple of games, we've struggled a little bit about, you know, mentally dealing with it. We've had too many stupid yellow cards because we don't keep our, our minds cool, mm. and too too unnecessary red cards. Luckily today, the red card was was shown the other way, uh, which was, I think, uh, you know, the right. Uh, I was like decision yeah that was the, that was the that was the right decision you know I, I think we should have drawn you know we, we a few more red cards out of the opponents you know to the opponents the last couple of games but sure. we haven't yeah. and that's that's something that we have to deal with i've you know i've spent a lot of time talking with the players about that showing the video about you know not not you know not making stupid late tackles uh, and trying to avoid them and and also you know making the referees aware that when 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 we are exposed of of nasty tackles you know at and Justinosen he could have broken his leg in the first game yeah. because a guy just kicked him with full power the ball was ten ten yards away when he kicked him and and it was it's horrible to see I don't like it mm. I think it's 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 you know it shows lack of respect for the opponent for the football in general yeah it got and, a bit and, it got a bit heated and didn't that's, it <laughs> yeah that's the I think right now for us is the biggest challenge. Uh, because we can we can open up all the teams, also the best teams. But if the if the game you know is played the way they want to, mm. very physical, a lot of hard tackles, uh, then of course it gets difficult for us. Sure, sure. Then we have to keep, uh, especially the mental part of it, because because uh, we will we will we will take 
we'll take the jewels. You know, we don't, we're not shy of that and, and or afraid. But but of course, it's a mental challenge to keep keep your mind cool when you get, you know, when you just get get kicked yeah, you know, for no reason, like five, ten times in a row. For sure. So so that's that's something that we spend a lot of time on on trying to improve also in the training. Um, and, and, then, and the players too. Yeah, maybe. you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, you, you're the players. Well, of course, Adlan. Adlan is is, I think, I'm sure he's a, he's he's the, the Ferries player with the highest potential for many many years. He's he's an extreme talent. Uh, he's got a right foot. I've never seen anything like that. Mm. Also, not when I played in England. That's ju- just a new thing. He's got so many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got he's he's got so much more, uh, you know, so much offensive attacking quality, but he's also extremely hardworking and a good pressing player too. His touch in in high pace, his first touch, he can his perception, he can play the passes out of you know the corner of his eye with quality. So he's he's yeah, he's ex- he's extremely good. Mm. Of course, taking him out of the picture, you have a Petro Knutsen. Okay. From from Runavik from NSI, mm. uh, who's very talented too, also twenty one year old, extremely extremely fast. He can he can dribble. He's got a good shot. Uh, also a very good player. Uh, and then I think our left our left fullback, uh, Daniel Johansson, is also a good talent. He's twenty one. Yeah, and he's he... getting better and better and better. He he, he was he was mostly used as a, as a defensive midfielder. Uh, the last couple of seasons, but now since our our, la- our left fullback from last year, he went to Iceland. Now uh, the the space opened up, and I think he's a very modern uh, fullback with a great vision, a fantastic left foot. He's very composed in the ball. He can play. He can play long. He can play inside the pitch, and uh, yeah, he's just improving every week. Yeah, I think he's doing really player. really well. I like, yeah. I like him as well. I think he's got yeah. a great left foot. Yeah, fantastic, <laughs> uh, fantastic left foot, mm-hmm. also on set pieces and, and, and so on. And he's getting better and better on his defensive part of the game too, mm-hmm. which he had to, which he really has to, and has has worked hard on improving. Yes. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I mean, uh, appreciate your time. You know, we run on a little bit more than we expected, but uh, I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's been fa- fascinating talking and. Like I say, no, you, I've enjoyed you, it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. If you continue to do well, I think you know maybe maybe we'll see you back in England one day. You know, um, yeah, we'll who see. knows? So I we'll uh, hope, hope, hope that uh-huh. can happen for you. I hope so. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep in touch, obviously. In the, in the now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now we know that Ferris football is is, is improving. And thanks. Uh, yeah. And thanks for your interest in 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 Ferris football. Yeah, it's good for it's good for all of us who's up here. Yeah, so, no, it's fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that. No problem at all. And I, I thank you again for your time. W- well done so much on on the win today. Um, thanks. And thanks for joining us on this on this episode. Absolutely. No Thank problem. you. We're going to wrap it up now. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll be back for another episode this, later this week. So take care. Um, the new seasons are starting on the 14th and 16th of June in Sweden and Norway. So we'll be back very soon with some season previews. But in the meantime, thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>